Hi, Mom. Hi, Megs. Welcome back to our podcast, What's Your Take? We are a mother-daughter duo. And we're discussing all the things. Hi, Mom. Hi, Megs. Um, thank you for being on. Thanks for letting me be on my podcast. Yeah, the last, the last episode, if you didn't listen to it, was with Max. It's Max okay. kind of like um, initiated that. He I really wanted to be on it. He really wanted to talk about his earrings. Do you like his earrings? I love them. I think really? they look great. I do. Um, so we're in Vermont right now. Yes. Maybe and... I had a chuckle last night when you said, I'm just trying to get used to the pace of <laughs> rural Vermont. Rural. Yeah. I'm like, wait. Pace? Like, what do you mean by the word? I have no idea There's what that no word. Pace. There's no pace. It's and very. Max said, um, and Max said you have to just like sit with your thoughts. Max and, said you really are confronted with your own self by being out here. Yeah, he said you just air out your mind and yeah, yourself. So it's, a, it's no, therapeutic. But right? I want to clarify okay. for you something. Okay. I am enjoying being here. Oh, I'm. Well, I'm enjoying. It just gets you. for me. It's the winter when it gets dark at I four, know. if not three forty-five. And it's gloomy all day. That's been hard, but it's the same in New York. Just New York, if I, you know, I can always get out yeah. and see people. Maggie, I'm wondering if that would be a good question to ask our, like, on your Instagram. What do people do when they start getting down the dumps because it's dark? How so to beat early? the winter blues? How good to question, beat the winter Mom. blues, particularly when it's Particular. particularly that kind of came out funny. Okay. Um, when it's dark so early, what do people do? I mean, I remember when Dad first came to Vermont years ago, thirty years ago. It was around four thirty. We were living in Vermont then, and I said, "Okay, let's go to the grocery store." He said, "No, we can't leave the house. It's dark." I'm like, "No, we no, still you have to. We still do things even when it's dark." Yeah. But well, I'm, today we're going to your campus after at four thirty when it gets dark. Northern Vermont, and we're going to go to the gym there and then the dining hall. Cannot wait to take you to the so dining hall. So that's our big event. That's our big I head outing. back to New York tomorrow. Um, I've had a wonderful time here and very restful. Yes. But it's time to get back to it's the time Big to Apple. Get back to the Big city. But love being around the family. Love having you, Megs. So I just want to clarify that it's okay. not like I'm miserable here. It's just when it gets so dark, it's the winter. Yeah. And we thank have... you for spitting your gum out. I see it right there. <laughs> We had a fun time in Montreal earlier this week, Maggie. Yes, How cool we did. is that? It's such a cosmopolitan city, so close to where we live. I mean, we are literally half an hour from the border, 35 minutes from a small town. I think I mentioned this before, Fredericksburg, which is like, did I mention this in our last podcast? I don't know, but just continue. And it's 80% French only, French wow. speaking only, people who live there. And it's such a cool Town, yeah, it was. Right? They say, "Oh yeah, you did mention it because yeah. you were saying." I just, how they say I just it. love that. It's just an adorable town. So, whenever um, you're looking for a place to go, for those of you in northern Vermont, check out Frylicksburg. Check right? out Friars. What is it? Frylicksburg. Frylicksburg. And um, if you ever go to northern Vermont, just bring a lot of books. <laughs> bring a lot of books and a lot of. Um, but today's a work day, so it's already you know I'm busy with stuff. And speaking of work day, today's interview is we are interviewing my boss, a the very CEO and co. I'm so yes. excited and to co-founder meet her. of Juara. I do social media for them, um, and I work closely with Meta, who are, we are interviewing. Nice, and we're excited to have her on. But until then, we're just going to do a little update of you and I. What else yeah. is there to talk about? Well, just, again, great 
time having all of you here at the house for yeah. the holidays. Um, went out to the Buffalo Sabres game in Montreal, which is so fun. Talk about the eyes you saw. Oh, yeah. So I bought these solar lights, like mason jars with little solar things that come inside the mason jar. You can hang them around. So I have them hanging on like the yeah. mailbox. And then I also bought a whole string of lights to put along a fence. And the other night I was, I knew part of the section of the lights weren't lit. So I'm like, oh, I probably forgot to press the on button. Anyway, as I'm shining the flashlight to go out at night to figure out, to find the on button for the string of lights, I see two eyes lit up in the distance staring straight at me. And I'm thinking, and I'm shining the flashlight right at these two eyes it's scary. It was scary. I didn't see him. Or I then, saw a little, I think. And then, and then it kind of moved a little bit, but then it kind of moved away. So then, of course, I yell, Richard! Yeah. And he goes running out in bare feet. Yeah, he goes right to it. He runs up to the eyes. You know what, Dad? Not all, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> and then he told me, why did you tell me to go out there in bare feet? I never told you to go out there in bare feet. You just chose yeah. to go out there in bare feet. Well, anyway, I come back to the house and Google... Do eyes glowing at night or whatever. You know, Google is yeah. wonderful. Google Basically, is. human eyes don't reflect in the evening, but animal eyes do. So I feel, you know, isn't it sad where I would have been more frightened if it was a human of than an animal? Of course. Same. But, um, it was some kind of animal, probably a fox, maybe a bear. Well, Dad says maybe Gabby a has a fox <laughs> a giraffe. You never know. And and these, a, you never know in these neck. Lion. You never know in these neck of the woods. These no pun neck, intended. Get these, it? Neck these, giraffe. Uh, um, well, Dad says Gabby has a little fox friend. Yeah, there's a red fox at... So it could crosses. have been the red fox. I think it was the red fox. But it was glaring back at me in these two green no, eyes. That's, it was creepy. It was like almost like out of a horror well, movie. Well, I thought I saw dragonflies last night in the barn. You probably, yeah, you would have. They were like, it was like sparks. And then Max and I told Dad, we were like, we saw yeah. sparks in the barn. And Dad's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like, no, okay, I, think I hope we don't that was up. No, that was definitely dragonflies. I just thought it was too cold for dragonflies. But what, what about you, Maggie? What have you been up to? Just, you know. Counting down the seconds till I... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> to go back to New York? Um, <laughs> what okay. have we been doing here? A lot of hot tubbing. Yeah. We went on a nice walk yesterday. Walked into town. Five miles. And back. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any updates. Sleeping. sleeping. It's a good vacation. It was beautiful Thanksgiving. Thankful for you. Thankful, Thankful for our listeners. Yeah. And... So... I'm just trying to beat the winter blues. Yeah. Um, so I, if anyone has any tips, I think and you tricks, definitely need to post that on your Instagram. I will. I on hear our podcast, too. I will. I have it. Um, so apart from that, I'm trying to think. Um, well, since we're on the topic of wellness today, how do you? What are your favorite tips for wellness, Mom? Honestly, when I meditate, I feel great. You still meditate? I am not as regular as I should be. Yeah. And every time I do, I feel fantastic after. So that's on my to-do. Journaling, of course. Journaling is good. Yeah, but I, I actually obviously love walking. I cannot wait for the snow to really fall and stick because we're going to get our cross-country skis out and just ski our little hearts out. Are uh, you excited to go skiing downhill? Skis? And downhill as well. I love downhill, but cross-country is also just yeah. super great exercise. So I cannot wait. The snow has been falling, but then it's melted, so we just need a good snowfall to stick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just coming to the end of the semester where, um, you know, it's kind of stressful and that I have grading to do and communication with my students, but that's okay. 
It's all good. It's towards, uh, yeah. It's, towards, towards, it's approaching the it's end. It's Q4. You know what that means? Quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Like in business. And, Très bon. Yeah. yeah. Très bon. <laughs> We've been speaking French. Un peu. Un, un petit Un peu. Un peu. Un Badly. Oh. <laughs> Poorly. I don't think. Poorly. Anyway. Um, maybe mal. Bad. Mal. Um, yeah, nothing new to report for me. I watched because The Crown. Anyone else watch The Crown? I've been trying to get into the latest season, but every single time, guess what? You fall asleep. I fall asleep. The other thing I've been watching again is the Great British, British Baking, Baking Show. Show. Which, oh, and we, we should do a, You know what we should do one time on our podcast? You know how Max in the episode with him, he asked if we'll ever, we'll ever do video? You and I should do a bake-off. Oh, that'd Maybe be Maybe when I'm back here next. Let's do that. And then the boys can a taste our... Oh, I love that. So again, readers, listeners, let us know what we should do as our bake-off. Like yeah. cookies or brownies or... But we each pick our own. Okay. Oh, oh, no, we have to the pick same the same one. thing. Ooh, that'll be good. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um... Let me think. Pause. And without further ado, let's get into the interview with Meta Mordaya, co-founder and CEO of Jora Skincare. Well, hi, Meta. Um, I'm Maureen, and I'm Maggie's, you know, mother here. And, <laughs> and we, friend. And friend. And we were <laughs> so excited to have you on this because, number one woman-owned businesses you rock the world here and i am just so excited that you're joining us on our podcast and i cannot wait to learn and hear your story and learn all about you know your journey and where you are so i hope you don't mind if we just sort of jump right in and if you can just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself well, Maggie and Marie, thanks for having me on. Um, a little about myself. Um, I am from Indonesia originally. I'm from Jakarta. And my entire family is still there by nuclear family. Um, and I grew up in San Francisco. San Francisco proper since the age of seven. So I had an interesting living arrangement where by school year, I would be living in San Francisco with my aunt, who is my legal guardian. And by summer, I would go back to Indonesia where my parents were. So I had this interesting sort of bi-global life where, where by work year, it was very American, very, you know, like, let's be independent. Um, and, and by Asian terms, I was like, very like, you have to do the duty of your parents sort of thing. Yeah. So my, my story is that after I graduated college, I went back to Indonesia and I worked with them and then realized, wow, it's really time that um, I went back to the United States because I want a little bit of the me time and the, and the freedom, I guess, to express, to be much more about expressing myself. So I went to business school and then did what we were supposed to do. You know, we were supposed to be productive, women who could have it all. We worked hard, we played hard, and I did both. And I got a good job and I was on this promotion track and then realized one day I hated it. Um, and that was kind of the problem. I, w- I had this cycle of working really hard, checking all the boxes, and then on the weekends, I would have fun with my friends and just play really hard to counterbalance it. Um, so one day, everything kind of came to a head, literally, as in I was in my car driving home from work, and it literally crashed head on into a truck oh, where no. it flipped over yeah whoa <laughs> yes you got in a car it, oh my it goodness was, it was a crazy car accident and of course like you know the last words said to me were drive safe by my assistant manager um oh. and just driving home at night in the lie hydroplane you know go german cars keep those seat belts on somehow found myself crawling out of the driver's side window kind of wondering what happened um 
And fortunately, it was really crazy. Fortunately, I, I obviously survived. And these are moments, these are life-changing moments where you have to really think, am I living in life in a way that's actually serving myself? Like, how did I walk out of this accident without killing myself? Oh like, my what goodness. am I here to do? And how should I be, you know, <laughs> make wise decisions uh, on the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. There must be a reason. Um, and yeah. so, in, in a way, I kind of rethought, was I balancing my life properly? I thought... I thought working hard and playing hard and living well, and that was kind of the answer. That's what all I was all about, um, kind of living that dream and, and realized, you know, that in order to take care of yourself, you don't fix yourself after you're broken. You take care of yourself before you break, so to prevent it. Uh, and that's sort of when I started thinking about Juwara as a skincare line. I was looking at what is out there that can help me feel good about myself. And, of course, it starts with, you know, self-confidence. So my work is front-facing. I constantly have to be happy. I have to be encouraging and just being, you know, as a manager, uh, you know, as this highly visible manager, I had to always be there in front of people. And as I was at home taking time off after the car accident, I would just walk past the mirror and be like, you know, you look like crap. You're in your 20s and you don't look good. You look gray. You don't look very happy. And my goodness, if this is you now, what are you going to look like when you're in your 40s? So I had clearly crossed that finish line nearly a decade ago at this point. Um, I don't think I look too horrible, so I hope I've been doing something right. You look fantastic. You look like you're 20. (laughs) It's it's all the products. Well, exactly. I mean, at one point, I was just sort of thinking, what is out there? Because confidence really radiates from how we feel about ourselves, and especially when we're younger, and whether we like it or not, you know, beauty's from the inside, but yes, healthy skin and looking, just looking good and being happy when you look in the mirror is also really important because it's not just embracing yourself physically but it's like from an energetic standpoint am i happy with myself so that's when you know what am i about uh at this point i realized that i was this person that was seeking a, a solution to how to live life in a way where we can do what we want but also maintain our energy level so we can do it well uh, so we're not burning out. And that's that's how I started looking at Juara. Juara means winner or champion in Indonesian. Um, and it's funny because we didn't come up with that as the name of our line until we literally were about to go into production. Like, okay, we have a design. We really need a name for the brand. It's kind of awkward to start a line without a name. Um, but I turned back into my Indonesian wellness tradition. Uh, that's always been a part of me, but I also ignored because everything in the West was best. And, you know, McDonald's, ooh, how fun. Twinkies, ooh, they never go bad. This must be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was that feeling that, you know, oh, my gosh, it could be preserved forever. It must be good for you. It's so oh, much technology in the food. Um but recognizing that, no, this tradition was all about making sure you, you know, feed yourself well, you take care of yourself well. Now it's, like, so obvious. But in 2004, it really wasn't. Like oh, no, I yeah. Started, you, like, yeah. My son, uh, Maggie's brother, was he was here. He said, Mom, when you were younger, did, did you all drink water? And I'm like, <laughs> actually, no, we didn't. <laughs> I mean, we knew, like, we didn't yeah. drink it the way you even it's now. Saying, like, we didn't have you know, bottled water or we wouldn't carry around water and bottles also at you, all. You, you know, you say to us now, you're like, I'm like, you feel that not that you deprived us of nutrition, but we had different, like, well, yeah, I would feed them like, Twinkies. Like how bad was I as a mother, yeah. you know, but <laughs> no one was talking about it. No one you know? was discussing. Like you bring up so many great points, uh, Meta about like that internal, like how we take care of ourselves. But I, I would, I'm also interested. You said we, your co-founder, 
um, tell, can you tell me a little more about the business? I'm just really oh, interested yeah. in how you, how it all started. Like, is this your first oh, business yeah. or have you had others? I mean, you went to business school, right? But wow. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is going to business school in 2000 at NYU, it was like a Wall Street school. So you weren't, there was not actually much about starting a business back then yeah. because entrepreneurship and doing your thing, it just, I think it really boomed later. Yeah. Like, like Maggie, if you're doing stuff now, there's so much more of a support system. Yeah. Back then, we started our business in a way that I would never recommend anyone ever. Start. Okay, so how did you do it? <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah, what not to do, but it was yeah. really fun when we did it. Um, no, we. It actually was not my first business that I started on my own. While I was working at this corporation, I uh, decided to, you know, it was in retail. Uh, I actually was a partner in a bar, so I am an ex-bar owner. Oh. Um, one of the first bars in Park Slope, it was called Patio Lounge, so a lot of people still remember it. Um, oh. Like, like 2003-ish. It was one of the first bars that had a garden outside. Oh, was, that's was, great. Many, many dates have happened, and I'm sure we were, <laughs> our bar was the genesis of many a possibly short-lived relationship. But it's so funny, yes, I've gone from alcohol to skincare uh, but it was it was that was the first one and I actually had two business partners there and they were from business school and I learned a lot from the first business we were fortunate we sold it uh right at 2007 right before everything wow. went so just went down so I started Juara recognizing I want to go into this world that was about wellness but mm. I did get lessons learned so just one thing is oftentimes the first business is not going to be your breakthrough mm. business like I think yeah. that's normal like we hear about everyone's successes but it's like you know, I met people when I first started drawing. I was like, wow, how did they succeed so quickly? You know, what was it? And then I realized I was like 28 and didn't really know, 29. I wasn't sure what I was doing. Um, and then these people who were starting, but they've had careers in the industry before. So that that's one thing. Um, yes, had a previous business. For this one, my, my company, we had started it not because, hey, I'm a skincare junkie and I product junkie. I love beauty products. I want to create a skincare line. It really wasn't about that. Um, blessing and a curse. Back then, I really wanted to create something that would help people, myself included, feel better about ourselves. We go through our very stressful day. We can't control necessarily. We can only control so much of the stuff that comes at us. Like, you know, our bosses, you know, were driving us pretty hard at that time. Just life was a lot. You know, you're going out with friends. You know, Maggie, I've, I've lived that life in the East And, you know, we had friends who were like in the restaurant industry and the music industry. So it was really living it up. But, um, but we can manage our own attitude towards it and just our health. So yeah, yeah it is, you know, you, you have to sleep well, you have to eat well, but a lot of it was also like, what are the daily practices yeah. that you do to take care of yourself? Yeah. And that's what Juara is really about. That's why we ended up calling it winner or champion. I love it. Um, yeah. And, and I started it, I had this idea on my own. I had quit my job because I was just in limbo and saying, okay, I, I, I can't, you know, I, I have to really re refine myself. Um, point one, never quit everything without a safety net. <laughs> <laughs> and I told my business partner, 
then roommate who I went to business school with and friend uh, about this. And she was working for a major cosmetics company at the time. She was new. She just also switched into the industry and was like, I totally hear you. I can totally relate this whole like work hard, drive yourself to the edge. Burnout. Um, Burnout. It was literally burnout was cool. Burnout was, was in, you know, back then. Yeah. And, and, and this whole thing, she said, I don't think we've had an Indonesian tradition, like this tradition of healing, this tradition of self-care, where you, you know, take all of these interesting, like, ingredients that are so mainstream now, like turmeric and ginger and these tonics. And I, I wanted to tap into this Indonesian tradition, says, hey, instead of drinking it, because back then, again, no cold-pressed juicing. Juicing was not a thing. Yoga was not popular. Yeah. It was just too much to be ingesting these tonics yeah. that would keep you healthy. So I said, hey, what if we just put it on our skin? Like, I can we do it. that? So then I got my other friend involved, who is an endodontist now. She's a doctor, and she was going through, uh, like, I think her graduate degree at NYU is like you're a doctor you've got science background come on in so it was really this mishmash of close friends we all partied together and by some random miracle and, and this is good to the point where if you have an idea and the time is right things align one of the women that we would go out with regularly you know you never discuss work after 9 p.m when you're out at a bar yeah. <laughs> We told her about this, and she said, you know what I do? I'm a cosmetic chemist, and I actually formulate for large cosmetics brands. And I was like, what? Yeah, my day, my, my job is I actually create formulations for, like, back then, yeah. Estee Lauder, Bobby Brown. I was like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so, so really, it was a group of friends who all kind of realized, we recognized we're all struggling with a similar issue of being high-achieving women who also wanted to take care of ourselves before we burned out. This is called serendipity and, to me. Yeah, oh, my it, goodness. It, it really is. I mean, it's. A, I think luck is a very undervalued thing. I mean, it's just we like to say that we have all the agency in the world, that as an entrepreneur, we're responsible for all our successes and responsible for all our failures. There's always so much we can't control. We do our best. But, man, look, I got to tell you. <laughs> and just alignment. It, when it's the yeah. right time, it is it is serendipity. Right place, so right that, time. Yeah. It, it It is. And, and you know, we were just 10 years too early talking about wellness. Yeah. <laughs> See, but that only helped because, you know. It, it definitely was. And that's that's the other thing. The thing with interest starting a business, what I would suggest not to do is what we did, which is start with a group of friends, which is, you know, there's, there, which is that itself is not <clears throat> a bad thing. We all threw a couple of, like a few thousand dollars of our savings into it, took a bank loan, like of a hundred thousand dollars at eight and a half percent. And it was like, I think we can do this. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm thinking, cause I came from retail, I understand distribution and my, you know, business partner back then was just like, Oh, you know, we know cosmetics too. It's, uh, it, it really is. We did it ground up. We were knocking on doors, literally knocking on doors. Wow. I remember our first breakthrough account. Like we spent a year formulating products because we had this advantage of having a chemist on our team. Um, which got us through the product development point fast. And that's still what we hold till today. One of the things that has held us through as a pretty much as self-funded, we've been self-funded and, and survived a couple of various, you know, industry recessions and global recessions because our products are solid. We believe in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a guinea pig. I have sensitive skin. I'm the first person before it rolls out to everyone else. Yeah, I use your product. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I've yeah. given her a few, yeah. The, all, all of them. Radiance Enzyme Scrub. That one, I love yeah. it. Talk about start my day in a great way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Keep going, though. That was great, what you were saying. 
So, yeah, one was we've always held true to our product and our customer. Again, Tawar is about winner or champion. We didn't name our products or brand something about a product. We named it about you, the user, Mm. about you being a winner. And people say, why Tawar? It's because we we feel like we should all be able to win, you know, champion our natural beauty, champion our destinies. Each one of us, one by one, kind of dropped our jobs to just leap into this full time. Oh, back then, uh, right before two thousand nine, and <laughs> everything went crazy. Yep. And we literally knocked on every single door. Um, our strategy back then was to find what we now call signal accounts. Like if you find one or a few accounts that are you know noticeable that have a reputation. Um, that people will look at, oh, if this account takes you, then, you know, you must be credible. Um, then a lot of doors opened back then. So we found there were two accounts, gosh, you know, rest in peace, studio at Fred Siegel in LA, you know, because they were the ones who wanted to know about the up and coming trendy brands, like what could be cool. And they really, they just gravitated. They loved the idea of self-care, our products, our ingredients, just in the way the products felt. And, um, another still alive, well-known old, you know, store Apthorpe in New York and so once we got in the doors opened um one thing that I don't think we could have done we couldn't have done it without the help of along the way there's always going to be individuals you know that help us we didn't have the concept of mentors to be perfectly honest yeah. it was anything else it was like who's your role model like okay who's this person I've never met who I want to emulate yeah, yeah, yeah. or who's a family member that you know it, that like it's such a far cry like my grandmother <laughs> like, okay but it, it, that, that's but it's not the same no. um but there, it, I think it was we had a few people who were you know she, she said we don't need a new line here and you guys are completely inexperienced, but you seem like a bunch of smart girls who <laughs> who, who seem really like you want to try. So I'll give you a shot. So it's, nice. it's just a little bit here and there where I think we were able to get the opportunity. And then just we have to prove like our job was to prove that it was the best decision they made. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. Sales. You're so, pitching, so yeah. A, so it was, it was just, I mean, it really was. I remember Yosko was walking through the snow in February and the phone call was like, you know, we don't need any brands. We're not going to take you. Uh, and she said, yes, but can I still come and say hi? And uh, the woman's like, if you want. And then after she came, said hi. I'm like, all right. She literally did the whole like uphill. It's actually going from, you know, Lower East Side up to the Upper West Side. It feels like it's uphill, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it kind know, of is. The <laughs> and then they took, they took <laughs> your is. product. They took you. Uh, yeah, and then they did. Oh, and, then they did. and so it's it. like it was it was great, and um, we grew from there. It was really door to door, a couple of hundred doors opened pretty quickly. We went on QVC um, oh. in, by two thousand nine, and then the big recession happened, yeah. where suddenly we realized why why is no one spending checks, no one's answering calls, and yeah. even remember back then. Well, maybe it was just this year. What's happening? Well, no, maybe it's just till the end of this year. It'll get better in 2009. Oh, it'll get better in 2010. And I yeah. think we lost most of our business. Yeah. And we were just starting self-funded off a bank loan. So that was awesome. No, um, oh, my gosh. We did have a moment where the three of us sat. We were like, okay, guys, we really, like, we, we need to decide. Are we going to fold? Or are we going to keep going? Yeah. Like, which one is it? And then, like, we all have, you know, my mother, we all have potentially, like, we're all, you know, we can all get jobs elsewhere that make us right. way more than what we're doing at this right. point. Um, and I remember my mother seeing our products when she, we first launched. I didn't tell her because I knew she would get all upset. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? And she goes, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars?
dollars went to your collective educations and this is what you come up with? And she like picks up like a jar of something. I'm like, well, yes. Oh my God. Yes. You're like, but put it on your face and you'll but see actually, <laughs> great results. It was because of all of your education that you were able to put together. I mean, that. And a good team, like someone yeah. who's doing, you know, you all actually played with each other's strengths and to what, you know. Right. Obviously exactly. Finding people around you who support you. Like, because you say maybe not go into business with friends, but if it's. If strategic and makes sense then right yes are the other was, owners women is it solely yes. women owned and Love it's it. all oh, of yeah. our it's, employees it's all it's all of us oh, women women um, we're all women, women of oh. various mixes of east west descent nice. so yoshko is japanese and german and here jill is um she's chinese but you know she's from texas which i feel like is a a country <laughs> uh tammy she's taiwanese but also moved to the U.S. when she was about 12. So we really kind of understood. We had the sort of Asian, it's a longer, you know, taking care of yourself is a longer game there. It's not an instant thing. No. It's, a, it's part of your life. It's a yeah, daily lifestyle. process of yeah. self-care. It's, it's pretty much in the tradition. Um, I mean, you, know, you make a really good point because when we did sit down in a circle and kind of were thinking about what do we do, you know, here's the crossroads, we realized Two, well, three things that I think that made us decide to keep going. One, it was probably not the smartest financial decision. One was we knew that as a team, we trusted each other. We had each other's backs. Um, I mean, we were personally guaranteeing loans for each other. I mean, one could argue that's the, not a great thing. But at that point, and even now, we all went to each other's weddings. We all still get along. We're still friends. Mm. And, you know, so... I've, I've done actually talks on that. I joke from the boardroom to the bedroom, kind of like how to, how to handle partnerships, <laughs> like how to, how to have business partnerships with your friends. Like what are the things, you know, what are the things that actually break, which is a whole other topic? You know, what, what are the requirements? I think the basic hygiene requirements to make business partnerships work, whether you're friends or not friends. Um, and so we realized we actually were a family in a way oh, and nice. that we actually wanted to continue supporting each other. The other thing is we really liked our products and we, we knew that we had this baby in a way, like we created the formulations with a chemist. So it wasn't like, okay, we're just white labeling it at that point. Um, and we still don't, <laughs> but like, especially at that point where it was very unique to be able to, craft your own sense yeah. of fragrances it and it was really our products love the value of you have to feel good taking care of yourself so that's why there's so much emphasis in the texture and the sense and its effectiveness i mean to the point where it backfires people are like you know our camel body cream buyers were like it smells really good are you sure it works i'm like really <laughs> oh yeah no it doesn't work it smells really good therefore it's taken all the power out of it <laughs> you're like i'm yeah. a chemist mutually exclusive but, it's, but, but yeah. it's interesting how we have just to just take a moment why we think that we have to punish ourselves to be healthy yeah you know it's like you can't eat this oh good job i'm not eating this 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 is i'm not doing these things you know and it's like you go girl it's like gosh you know i'm miserable but i'm doing the right thing oh my god you're so disciplined i so envy you it's yeah. like why can't we actually have fun while we're trying to be healthy? And it was like, your products are great. They smell great. They're so pretty. They should be in a gift shop. It's like, you know, no, we're actually a skincare line, but, and look at all these tests, you know, it actually shows the yeah. works. So that was an interesting challenge early in the day where we had to really educate kind of the mindset that working hard is not a miserable thing and playing hard is a hedonistic thing, but those things can't come together. Right. Um, so our 
products was a symbol for us. It's like, yes, you can have something that works, is good for you, and it makes your life enjoyable. But the last thing is, is when we get these letters from customers, I remember we actually had a handwritten note back before social media was a thing from Brooke Shields. Like, I really like your products on paper. I have no idea where this is. Like 12 offices later. And it was so cool. And it's just people, you know, when people say, hey, I've had acne and um, my whole life and my, you know, I can't use soap because it's too harsh on my skin and they use their cleanser and they're like, oh my God, it works and my skin is better. It, we realized there's a place in it. We yeah. had to, at one point, eliminate all staff, all agencies, everything. We didn't have a publicist. We were just, but yet beauty editors kept writing about us. And that wow. was kind of really powerful through the darker years, like the 2009 to 2014, where we were yeah. basically as you know, we had to move out of our office. I think we rented a closet. Yeah, We went to this co-working space and I said your rooms are also expensive but this thing it's a closet do you rent the closet and they're like no but we never thought about it I'm like well can we rent your closet because that's all we can afford yeah and so we shoved literally like four people there were four or five of us in what was like a closet back then wow Meta, um, you're so resilient oh yeah. my goodness <laughs> just, I, I think you know, so many people have their recession 2008 9 whatever we call it story those who are in that business world and I it's really important to be reflective on those times and we're kind of you know, in one now as well, or maybe coming into whatever we are. But well, even there's always after COVID hope. too. Like there's know? always hope, and things aren't forever. Whatever situations happening yes. now, it doesn't mean it's going to be forever. Um, I do want to ask about, yeah. if you don't mind. I mean, you you have beautiful skin. I can see it on you know our screen. But what what do you do? The other sides of self care. What do you do to take care of yourself? Because you have a stressful high power energy sort of profession what else being do you do an entrepreneur t- is what like else do you do to take non-stop. care of yourself i can't imagine <laughs> um well th- a lot of things actually i think taking care of yourself comes down to this simple formula where en- things that we do if the net like gives us energy is higher than net drains us you're kind of doing well. oh good so, i like that so so, so yeah so kind of starting from there you know, what is it that we can do? Yeah. Um, for me, I don't, as an, you know, as an entrepreneur, as you own your own businesses, if you're not on top of that formula, um, it does, your business doesn't work for a long time yeah. because you are, even though I have a team now and we've, we've moved from the closet. To, <laughs> we have graduated from the closet. Um, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. No, it, it was like everything to, it, it definitely, I think, after the recession, and I'll, and I'll go into the, the self-care thing. Yeah. When yoga became popular, juicing, suddenly people are like, oh, my God, it's a new thing. It's like, yes, it's about 2,000 years old, but we'll go we'll get into that later. That's not important. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it, I think what, what really helps me take care of myself is, one, always recognizing who we're serving. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's if I know what kept us going is knowing – that it has helped someone. I mean, nice. there, there's a lot that we talk about that you have to get reviews and testimonials, reviews and testimonials. It's almost like it's a kind of a commodity. Like it's just a thing to check. Like you have to have content, you have to have testimonials. Yeah. But really, what it means is somebody actually comes to you and says, like, "Hey, your product, what you are doing, 
is actually, you know, and I say what you're doing because it's not really just products. It's everything. It's product. It's content. It's it's personality. The company. You know, there's yeah. certain companies you just buy for. Yeah, there's an authenticity, and and you were kind of naked out there. Um, I am what I am. I'm not very good at filtering. <laughs> um, it, it's that is the first thing. It's if yeah. we have a purpose of knowing who we're serving, and we like continue them. to stick to that. I mean, to the benefit and the curse of our own growth. There's certain there are certain decisions that we've made where we've kept the customer in mind and their safety and their health. Like we are obviously now paraben free and free of a lot of the nasties and ingredients, but we were not necessarily the first one to jump on that boat until we found alternatives that we knew were safe. Like, Hey, no parabens, but it irritates the skin, but we could say paraben free. Like we, we really avoided a lot of the, beginning fad ish trends to state of course. And I think that's that that integrity has given us energy and um I mean now we're national retail, you know, we're a strong direct to consumer presence. We're in Indonesia. Um we're launching in New Zealand uh Yay. in January, which Ooh. is a project that started during the pandemic. It's kind of wild. Um and so it's a whole different story today, but the only way I think we've gone through the rich retail apocalypse in 2016-17 is trying to find out and it, trying to serve the customer, even though we don't know where they are. Like, like this whole thing about personas, who's your customer, who's your customer. And I have to remember I'm their customer, too. Our business partners are customer. Our employees, yeah. our community, our friends. Like, we all represent different skin types, different lifestyles, different ages. Yeah. You know, making sure that our lines ages with us. Um, that gives me energy. And I think that's part of self-care where you don't do it just for the money. I mean, money's great. Let's be real. You know, like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, money. Now it's, more com- it's more competitive than ever. It's, it's, it's this, I've never seen a retail environment that has been as whew, terrifying as it is now. I mean, yeah. it's just, it, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but people are also and- naturally like promoting the products. Like you were saying before when, you know, before social media, who was it? Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields, right. Wrote to yeah, you, but now Drew, Drew Barrymore swears really? by that was, oh. that was great. Oh my god! And gosh. she doesn't have she doesn't use Botox. She doesn't have any. Oh yeah, she, she's and beautiful. she literally loves like we'll see her products in her bathroom if she does like a video. And oh, we'll see our cool. products. She's, she's- Total authenticity. I mean, yeah. that's that's like, and you know, and her story is pretty incredible too. I mean, I think being authentic to yourself and who you're serving yeah. is the first thing that is like. If, if there's like a drum beat in like an orchestra or band, like never let that go. I like, like that, Maggie. Start, you need to post you know, that on yeah, our, as your mantra on your quote. On I like can do a quote card. I love that. I yeah, want to just write that down and like post it above my computer. The drum. Nothing. Yeah, but just like who are we? Like say that again, Meta. It was, it's like stay true to your authenticity and and who you're serving. Who you're like, serving? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love well, it. If, I'll if hear that, that when like, I edit. Yeah. You know, because it's like the song may you know the, the melody may change, the chorus may change, yeah, yeah, all yeah. sorts of thrills may change, but that beat is there. Don't forget, like trends may change, fads may yeah. change, our packaging has changed. It's about to change again. Taglines. At one point, we were like inspired by Bali. I'm like, gosh, Indonesia's bigger than Bali, and my business yeah. partner's like, yes, but. The that's what everybody knows and i'm like okay fine you know yeah now now that story is not relevant princesses of bali i mean that just seems so elitist and niche and i'm like it never really was but honestly that was the message for the time fine so so today i'm I'm just happy that people are much more open to the whole concept of being being authentic and taking care of themselves so there's alignment there just we were just 10 years early um other things i take micro breaks a lot of times people wait for their vacation um or you know but 
the thing is self-care is not a it's an active continual process like sometimes take micro breaks during the day oh Um, so good so it's not about like work really hard and then check out for the entire weekend for me i don't have that privilege you know i i I said you know this is when you get when you manifest you have to be very specific what you want to try to manifest but years ago i remember saying like like eight years ago when i started traveling to indonesia half time or yeah nine years ago i said gosh i really wish i could work only on my cell phone and a laptop and not have an office and just be free from having to go to the office. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Look what happened. Yeah, and they and did. And then, like, even before the pandemic, I was working off a cell phone from a laptop. I could work from wherever I want in the world. But the problems I forgot to mention, I'd like it to not be 24-7. Yeah. Because working in Jakarta in New York, I'm on you know, 12 hours. So I work day and I work night. So where do you put your self-care moments? Like I'll give examples. What do I do now? There's micro breaks. I make sure that every few times a week I take a social break. Like I have to have dinner or a meal that is with people who I care about. I love that. Because that's nourishing. Yes. Well, what's you know? that, um, what's that quiz you show me, Meta? The, oh, the rest quiz. The rest, rest quiz. quiz. What, yeah, what are some quiz? Basically, like, just making sure you, I can post this to our um, be a podcast Instagram. Yeah. yeah. But it's just basically making sure, like, rest comes in a variety of forms. Oh, whether it's, yeah. like, sometimes yes. you need rest with actually socializing with people. Yeah, that's right. Other time, other times you actually need, like, I, Meta, you know more about it than I do. But I remember it's, you showed it, me I mean, and I loved it. There's there's a kind of like a, a, a yin and a yang to different kinds of like like the old narrative like the traditional narratives you work and you get your vacation and that's when you go you detox and you check out and you come back within seven days it's kind of like the vacation never happened like yeah. that that's a that's a common thing yeah. like or like let's you know I was just at a wellness retreat uh, a spiritual retreat in Sedona. And the oh. one thing I noticed is you have to be active in self-care. Like, I could go somewhere and get massages and detox, and, you know, I could recommend some great places in Bali where you can do that. And it, it definitely has a purpose because it detoxes and it makes yeah. us relax. But unless you're active about daily practices, Continuing. it all just comes back. Yeah. So the daily things that I do, I make sure a few times a week, um, if I'm focusing so hard on work, um, and I love who I work with, so that's that's a huge. Well, plus. you're working um, with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but that's by design, you know. We, uh, yeah. we 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 I view it as a team. Like yeah. you don't just join a company; you're there to support other people. Yeah. There's internal, yeah, you know, customers and teammates and friends. Um, but no, so so that's one. The other thing is like I make sure I have creative breaks. So creative doesn't mean painting as an artist, like. I, you know, I like to cook and I Uh, use cooking as a way of de-stressing. Sometimes, you know, the mind kind of wanders and it's like a toilet moment, but in the kitchen. (laughs) 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 Where where you get these relaxations. (laughs) They're kind of, they're built into things that we do each day. So like even chores or things we do, how do we tweak it to make it more fun? You know, um, uh, like even coffee, I'm such a coffee person. I've just made a decision to to think quality coffee versus quantity coffee. So at least my coffee moment is an actual ritual. Like my like point. when I make my own pour over, I you know if you make pour overs, you have to pour the water in a little bit, and then you wait thirty seconds before you pour the rest of the water. And so what I do those thirty seconds is I take a deep breath of the coffee grinds. Like imagine if, if you're a coffee person, nothing smells better than just coffee oh. as it first hits hot water. Absolutely. So that's 
you know, so I stick my face in my pour-over. <laughs> we love coffee too, Terrence. We're but very pro-coffee. We love it. <laughs> there, you know, it's, and if you're pro-coffee, that, that's exactly it. It's like, I already love coffee. I just made the ritual of making coffee yeah. way more. It just, it's just so much more satisfying. It's more mindful. Like, I it's salivate abs- when I start opening the filter to start preparing. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, speaking of, oh, sorry. Were you oh, wait. No, but I, I just, anyway, we're, I could go forever on coffee. No. I know. Yes. Well, I was going to say, speaking of recipes, Meta has a book. Oh, um, you have a book? That has beautiful pictures and recipes. I wish I brought it oh. here. I have it in my apartment. Can we post York. it? Yeah, I'll post. Um, I'll show you. I actually have the PDF, Mom. I'll show you. Nice. Um, but it has all these beautiful recipes and photos. Ooh, and so not yes. only are you an entrepreneur and CEO, but you're also an author. But that's the creative side of things as yes. well. The business and creativity, yeah. hit when they meet, that's what you're doing. You're producing mm-hmm. products. And the book is called Jamu your, Lifestyle. What's which, it called? Yes. Right? Jamu it's, Lifestyle. J- yes. It's called Jamu Lifestyle. It, it really is kind of the answer of how do you not burn out like how do you not burn out in life oh. it's it's the indonesian philosophy i mean jamu is the herbal healing tradition that this whole you know my whole line is based on it's um, basically like well, i have recipes there for tonics that you can make and drink there's like the full versions if you like the full brown recipe there's the meta's college student version of making the sauce <laughs> i love it simple version too um and it's tips for you know we talk about jamu for the inside and what you and chas and jamu for the outside yeah. which is kind of what you know some recipes of what you can do like for your own skincare and and I think what I'm excited about most of that book is it's really we talk about how to jamify your life. It's not just a book it. of like recipes to follow, but just kind of guidelines of how you actually stay energized so you don't actually ever burn out. And you know, the whole philosophy is we're all pursuing well being, but with a mindset of joy. How mm-hmm. do we do it so everything's enjoyable? Yeah. So there's even tips and hacks like, you know, how do we keep our energy? How do we keep, you know, certain chores that we have interesting? Like, for example, something like a shower, like you got to take a bath, you got to take a shower. You know, have you ever thought of taking maybe a quarter cup of or like a few tablespoons of sugar with you? And then as you're putting on your shower gel, just put some of the sugar in it. And you've just got this like amazing sugar scrub that feels really great. It stimulates your skin, softens your skin, and you feel like you're in a spa. And that's your five-minute shower. Oh, yeah. um, and it's also like, you know, we talk about mindful moments, like micro breaks. Like I've, yeah. I've told my team, come to me when you're 80% capacity. Don't come to me and wait until you're overloaded. And yeah. I think it's just, we all want to, you know, we, you know, my, my team is great. Everyone is great. And, you know, and, and, and Maggie, we talk about like, you know, we're our own worst critics and sometimes yeah. we're so hard on ourselves and, and it's just, and it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. And I used to be, but, but we don't have to be, you know, yeah. at, at all. And, and I talk about, you know, check yourself when you're at 80% of your capacity. Like I used to be, I used to train a lot in acrobatics and acro yoga and I have a hip injury that I'm still struggling with now that came and I've gone injured in the past because it was like, I can do it. I could do one more. I didn't get it right last time. I'm going to do it again. But the next thing you know, you sprained your forearm, you tore a hip labor. Um, So so is that what I always suggest is when you're at 80%, take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever it is you need to do. What a great boss role model you are for everyone on your team Meta, <laughs> well, that's also I, what uh, i sorry that's also what i needed in a role too is so like much. better in my life yeah just with having shows. you know being able to midday take a walk just to like yeah. 
you know, instead of looking, you know, with social media, you're looking at screens all the, all time. the time. Yeah. So it's like, but working for a business that also supports that, supports that and like, that's their mission. And yeah, I love that. It's like, I think I'm blessed to have that because oh. I think a lot of people, I have friends that are in the corporate world that I just know they're burnt out, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it just helps with just prolonging yeah. success. And Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Well, I have two, I mean, two questions. Okay. They're related. I want to, I'm really interested. I love to find out what people are reading. So I wanted to ask you, what do you read for fun? And what do you read for work or professional work? Like, are there certain, and it can be like articles too. Yeah. Like what do you read for work? What do you read for fun? So what do I read? I always try to keep work fun. So what's my jam right now? Um, I'm actually very interested and personally, and I think it's going to, we're, we're going to see more of it in tour, um, and the wellness space, because that's kind of why I started this, outside just skincare products. So I've been doing a lot more work on myself, reading and practicing, just kind of on spiritual health nice. stuff. So yes, nice. it is it is going into more like energy work, like oh, chakra clearing, just I Love think it. a lot of the things that have been quite native to me i've just never really tapped into fully like yeah. a lot of the work even for my own you know, physical ailments i'm not I'm not an animal spring chicken anymore um you know it's like i may look younger on the outside but my joints tell a different story <laughs> um I'm, I'm really interested in looking at wellness and just spiritual practices that. that you know the Anything from pain reduction to just mental clarity and like getting towards a place of more subtle peace and joy. And and I really find learning about that. So I'm reading about it. I'm downloading courses from Udemy. Oh, good. <laughs> like, like, like the lifelong learner. But I, I find that fun, to be perfectly honest, because as I'm reading about it, I'm actually then trying it and practicing yeah. it. And, and so it's, yeah. it's, it's it's fun. Um, it is work, but but it is fun. It's about time. you. And it's improving your product. And it's, it's also, improving your team. Exactly. Yeah, I love and it. And it's um yeah, we love reading here. Yeah. I'm trying to accomplish my 12 book reading goal for the year, but I think I, <laughs> I just told my family I think I have to um tone it down to 10 books because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um, the year is already almost over. <laughs> that you know, it is. It, I also I also like reading things about neuroscience. Actually, my undergraduate oh. degrees are in uh, cognitive science and architecture. Oh, so I yeah. was a second graduating class from UC Berkeley for cognitive science. So nobody knew what it is. It was twenty seven people, I think, in my graduating class, and only nine women. I fascinating. Yeah, and so we were learning about neural networks and machine learning while it was still on paper and theory. But a lot of the tenets of like AI is still there. But more importantly, I've always been fascinated because it's always been how the human brain and mind learns and how to interface with the world. So I think I would just say, from back in the day before I knew me, I've always been fascinated of how do we optimize you know, learning and just the enjoyment and the living of life, you know, so, so now that there's so much more information about it, like how, and again, we'll probably translate into to our, cause I'm passionate about it and I, and I believe in it, but there's so many ways, like, like in this world now, there's a lot more stresses. I mean, as much as like we talk about social, it's so important. It's, it's really, like, it's really important, Maggie, that you take care of your mental health and physical health because yeah. social media or anything that's such high volume of content is, is be draining too. Great. It, it is. If you think about it, it is mental. It's like frontline warfare in a way, just the sheer amount of content that's getting thrown at you. Yeah. So how do we increase our capacity? But, but it is the new norm. It is the new world where, 
where just it's no longer you get the magazine you know you get information from magazines from the store like you get it from everywhere how do we grow mentally and emotionally to have a greater capacity to still thrive and so i i find it fun because it's probably easier for me to absorb and digest and understand a lot of that stuff yeah but but anything that goes into expanding our capacity to take care of ourselves and heal and get energy um so we kind of maintain our own you know mojo uh, as, as lifespans are also getting longer you know we, yeah. your health span is important too it's not just how long you live but how long you can be healthy yeah for a long so true so th- yeah so you that's 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 kind yeah. of work and pleasure reading does that count no, that, no i think the answer <laughs> you are such an inspiration i need to have you come speak to my graduate students i, I, I work at um, if you want to come know. to rural vermont yeah rural. Oh my gosh, I would love to. the pace is obsessing over trees i was like my housemate was like are you crazy because i was looking at all these places like in vermont or all oh yeah oh, you'll be, there's a lot of trees around here <laughs> I'll, I'll take a few photos yeah. and send it to you it's called forest bathing without even realizing we tried it. to find our uh, christmas tree in like our woods over here and like the one my dad found is um Unique, like <laughs> not unique, quite the Christmas tree. Not quite the Christmas tree. Well, I yeah, guess you're the... always welcome to Vermont, Meta, anytime. Oh. Although Indonesia sounds good too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're welcome there too. Okay, I just dropped that in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and actually, Indonesia sounds warm. And by the way, Indonesia. Well, we're excited for our New Zealand trip yeah. in January because you know, yeah, beat some of those seasonal. Depression. Seasonal blues. affective disorder. Oh, yeah. Active. No, it's yeah. Um, But I guess the last question I have is where can we find you? Where can people follow? I obviously oh, yeah. know because I run. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you have your own personal Instagram as well. Yes. Yes. It's at, at M Murdaya. So that's my first initial and last name, M Murdaya. And of course, you could find Juara at, at Juara Skincare. Um, that's on Instagram and on TikTok. It's at Dora Skincare and Facebook. It's at Dora dot skincare because we didn't believe in consistency back then. Uh, <laughs> and please follow our uh, and, TikTok. And we would really and make, yeah, make sure you post your oh, oh, and the book. Great. These are great holiday and gifts. And yes, can the book um, be purchased? It can be purchased online, and it's shipped. Yes. You can purchase the book online. It's on Amazon, Jamu Lifestyle. You nice. can also find Jora. Um, there's our website on Amazon, but you can also find us on HSN. Uh, we're online. Stay tuned. I go on air. It's me. It's my face. Oh. Um, but yes, it's it, as much as I love our site, um, HSN, they really do have great deals. I'm not going to lie. I would buy us there. Oh, good. <laughs> and, we're in other, and, and we're in other retailers, independent retailers, but I would say uh, around the country, but that's pretty much our go-to. And then we'll be um, available in other national retailers coming in 2023. Yeah. So yeah, we're excited for a new year. Uh, oh, for sure. Meta, this has been a pleasure. Your energy, you light up this room. <laughs> this has been oh, yeah, virtual. Yes. You're, she's funny, oh, Maggie. She's intelligent. <laughs> what a great boss. She's beautiful, <laughs> smart, just, ambitious. I love it. your faces. You both have such great smiles. They're like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Telling Maggie, like, oh, can we just, even though it's a podcast, can we see each other? Yeah. It's oh, like well, let's do a screenshot or something. Thing. Well, we were it's saying because so the delay, or mom, you both like Clubhouse. Both of you have that. Oh, yeah. Did you that listen you to both Clubhouse? Loved Clubhouse. I- 
I was modding rooms at Clubhouse. It was a nightmare in the beginning but before because people, people were moderating because the they rooms? don't know. Who's yeah, speaking. you know, we, I have a club on Clubhouse that I've just sort of gently ignored. It's called Life Well Lived. It was me. It was a woman who's amazing. Actually, one day you should meet her. You guys need to meet her. She's a performance coach, but she also she does a lot of work uh, with women too, but also corporates and CEOs. Um, but it's really about performance, like just being. But it's performance in alignment with your integrity and who you are so yeah. how can you perform the best but it's also based on you and your intelligence she's amazing so she was modding with me too there was a woman who is a musician she's a singer i've known her from high school but she just has this way about her she's also a coach uh, but it was just you know music is is a channel for just doing everything and there's a good friend of mine from indonesia who is a doctor so boy she got popular during the pandemic yeah and she's also the founder of the largest organization in indonesia for um for survivors of sexual abuse so mm. they do things like lobby and change because the rules are still a bit like old school when it comes to like women's rights it's yeah very much like, well where were you wearing that skirt i'm like oh my god Deeper so so it. and it's just like it's a lot. It's, there's yeah. there's a lot, but um, she they offer psychological they support services and education to kids, oh, like hey, yeah. to boys and girls back when they're still kids, because you know, prevention is is um, early. It, it's basically it helps prevent harassment if you're just educated. And Absolutely, you know, you know. Yeah, you're doing and, um, great work across the board. So, yeah. Meta. So we were we were modding, but it was rough because you can't tell who's going to talk next. I so we had to have, know. Like, a WhatsApp so yeah, that's why we thought know, we're just a, but yes, we thought with face it, it's I easier loved to, it. Yeah. During the pandemic, I would go on and I would try to raise my hand to get called up to the stage. And then and I'd then, get and called up would, and I'd know what to say. <laughs> then she'd send me the link and be like, I'm on Clubhouse right now about to speak. Join this yeah. link. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I loved it. It was so cool. And I, I just haven't, I need to get back on Clubhouse again. Is it still going strong? It felt like I it was really strong in my dying. life. It was strong in my yeah. life during the pandemic. It was really strong in my life because I would listen and walk and different and, topics yeah you could pick and choose yeah. different rooms I really like that I like I think the I, idea is there I just don't think they've executed it as I, I don't think know. yeah I think I think I don't anymore I toned out completely yeah. but I think it's a great platform if it had a real community behind it so yeah. maybe for certain niche categories yeah. or niche topics or maybe but yeah. I, what happened was it just I, I just view Clubhouse as a building with a lot of with infinite amounts of radio station rooms so everybody can run in and start their own yeah. you know, radio show and have live guests come on but there was not really an identity in of itself yeah. so it became quantity versus quality yeah. a lot of people who came in and tried to get real estate to be influencers on there because they sort yeah. of missed the boat on Instagram yeah. so there was a lot of that um, yeah, but I, I noticed for during the, the pandemic, like niche topics, especially when it came to medicine or like the economy or something, you actually had people who were like intellectual yeah, experts that, in that field, uh -huh. the experts. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't go back into it just cause I can't, you know, that's a, I went, I, I I'm kind of curious now, but anyway, that's great. I we'll love it. I can totally yeah. see you moderating a room. I, you, you have a great well, quality voice. Clubhouse, and I'm like, Oh, my mom <laughs> loves yeah, it's, it's a potential platform. I mean, if, I think it's great if you, want a place that you want a platform like a platform that is still quite social and yeah. open and democratic but it needs to be like like what national geographic has like if they, i think they did a partnership with couple so they have their club then it makes sense because then it's like they're yeah, programming yeah, yeah. and you can reach your people like there's a lot of beauty rooms but i find them just like talking and talking talking about products and i don't know what and people are on to promote themselves but like 
if there's a real community of value add, it's a great stage to have democratic conversations yeah. with experts. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Meta, for and this has been. I wanted to have her on for a while. I know. Scheduling I like, and have Meta I'm so, so grateful. Thank you. Well, you're traveling soon, I hear, or so safe yes, travel. Yeah, we wanted to get you on before we had to, you know, the time oh change in Indonesia. <laughs> I am so grateful for this opportunity, and Morgan, I'm so psyched to finally meet you. Yeah, <laughs> I so nice so to meet you as well. Like, oh I know, I always talk about you. Um, thank you so much uh, for, being for being on our, our podcast. podcast. And, and Maggie, oh, get yes. back to work. Yeah. <laughs>